0: Hey, America, start Start listening listening now. All
1: right. I've decided to make the executive decision in order to rope in more listeners to this podcast that we're just going to be like a let's play. We're going to be a a live play podcast now. So Sam, as our bard, I would like to roll a performance check to see if I predicted the correct entrant from Czechia. Uh, That's a two.
2: And welcome to another critically failed episode of Twelve Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country presented in Wonka Vision. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. So what so, would
0: you think about Is Wonka Vision, the one
2: where I have to be
1: shrunk down and then stretched out like Taffy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay, good. I mean, yeah, it's I better,
0: can... it's better than that terrifying boat ride halfway through. I mean,
1: oh, the God. boat ride's fine. I just don't want to have to buy a golden goose. Why not? I was a bad egg, so I'd be in danger. Oh, sure. Oh, sure.
0: uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You can find us on all the standard social media outlets, Facebook, uh, X-ish, etc., TikTok threads, <laughs> Blue Sky, whatever you want to call them. Chances are we're there. Just look for us at Points USA. Just email us directly at 12 points from America at gmail.com. Feel free to check out our merchandise over on our Redbubble page, or you can just support us directly uh, on a monthly basis by patreon and whether you support us financially or not we love you we appreciate you we honor you either way but patreon supporters do get exclusive content and early access to episodes you might be listening to us right now by our friends at switch radio europe calling if you do cool if not check them out they're awesome all right last week we went through our full rundown of all the countries what they were up to and by the time the show aired it was already out of date so yeah, other
1: people are getting up to things you're not supposed to get up to things when we have already said what you are up to
0: <sighs> we knew it what? was happening like we knew it was gonna happen <laughs> we
1: did we did
2: and it's about to happen again uh we're gonna talk about some things that are uh out happen. of date immediately i can't wait <laughs> good
0: I mean, to be fair, we are going to be talking a bit about Festivali Cungus, uh, mm-hmm. so the Albanian national selection this week. We're not necessarily going to be going into what we're expecting for this year's competition, but a little bit more of a deep dive on the history of it. So as you've appreciated it, if you've watched Festivali Cungus over the past week, you know, if you want to know more about what the heck this show was, you know, we've got a little compendium here for you. So enjoy. So we like to think we're timeless rather than out of date.
1: Uh yes, podcasts. They can be listened to whenever.
0: So why don't we go over a quick run through of some of the news from this past week?
1: Should we just do Czechia first?
0: I mean, you was our resident Bohemian.
1: Get yeah. For it.
2: Get it out of the way.
1: Too. Yeah, I, I took a look into this. So Aiko was chosen by uh the Czech Republic um for her song Pedestal, um, which surprised most of us on this uh on this program, but she got the call. She's she is going. Um, but apparently um there's a uh Redditor or or Twitter user or X ex, Xer, you know. E- excrement X creator. yeah. yeah uh, who that's posted a good the video of of ICO performing pedestal, and it's quite clearly pedestal, uh, at a music festival back in June, which is a violation of one of Eurovision's
2: and, and we'll honestly call this them is, rules. <laughs> this we this is immediately dumb rumor of the week to me yeah. it
1: kind of is because uh, this was posted by someone who um uh just quite sucks. frankly really really hates Iko because she was born in Russia like that's like it's oh. it's quite tra- it's quite transparent it's really yes. really, really transparent that's, yeah that's
0: some crap she, it she is, it's, and it's like
1: she isn't even like she isn't even like from Russia she's literally like was like a baby in Czechia. Her parents are Russian and she is like from like, she's British more than anything. Yeah. She was supposedly born in
0: Moscow, but like moved to the Czech Republic when she was a babe in arms, like, yes. And now lives in, in the UK. So So you're like, Oh yeah.
1: Olivia de Havilland, my favorite Japanese actress. It's like that. Like what's going on here?
3: (laughs) This is more offended by her being British.
1: <laughs> I for one.
2: No, this this is nonsense. Uh I'm not we're not gonna identify the person who did this uh because no they don't no need way. publicity. But yes, there was a little bit of a foo for all about uh uh that this was
0: performed
1: early. Is this... I go going to be disqualified? <laughs> and the answer is no. We've had no Eurovision winners <laughs> who have have performed before the cutoff. It's
0: fun. I mean the song the song was if performed at a concert, however, there was it wasn't released as a single there was no financial or commercial gain from this this is yeah this is grasping at straws the straws that have been trodden on multiple times before <laughs> yep
2: yeah. this, uh, this arcade stuff, 1944 mm-hmm. yep arcade yes. and 1944 this has happened we don't care and like like i i really don't think there is any even conceivable demonstrable way that a song being performed uh a little early like this
1: You know, provides any
2: televised any sort of advantage whatsoever. Right. Like how could it? You know, you know what I mean? Like
0: even though there have been, you know, early, early on in, in Eurovision lore, there was a story of a national finalist, I wanna say from Denmark or Norway, where the song was disqualified. Days before the show, because the composer was whistling it in the cafeteria of the studio, or something like that, prior to the event. What? Like this? I know. I know. We've come That's, a long, long way like since. Then. But, like, supposedly, <laughs> it was supposedly it was it was supposed to not have been performed at all in any way, I shape, or form whistling. before the first live performance. But Why are you whistling in
1: the studio? Yeah. Is that the Eurovision song? Bang bang, bang bang! Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, right. we've Let's come a long way, we've this...
0: come a long way since then.
1: Yeah. Yaka Roo. Uh yeah. who to talk about next? Let's talk about our, our Dutch
0: friends. Yeah. Uh we knew that the Dutch were going to be announcing their act and it looks like they have picked uh rapper DJ uh Joost Klein. So the song will be in Dutch, we know that. Uh he's
1: for once finally.
0: I mean, Steen wasn't Steen wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I'm
1: joking. But yes. That that ago. yes, they do seem to be angling for it every year with a with an English language follow up to to arcade but I'll be this is not thinking.
0: going to be arcade no yeah I can is... and I can
1: tell I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited it's I mean, going to be on in... their
3: choices this year the Netherlands oh, are uh, yeah. really reaching in every option
2: <laughs> this this feels like it could be a bit of a of the uh, shall we say cardia effect in terms yeah. of uh, uh, going for someone ta- a little wilder t- t- taking inspiration yeah this uh, as, as a Dutch stand, generally, I am, I have concerns. Uh, I just, I, <laughs> yes. have you listened to this guy's stuff? I have not. I have
4: not it's,
1: touched him. However, I did see uh, the little Instagram reel that they put up, you know, the, the Eurovision official, uh, uh, Instagram account. And just from the look of him, you know, I don't, I don't think he's going to be sitting on a stool with an acoustic guitar. No, I don't think that's this guy, no,
2: this, <laughs> this is going to be basically the opposite of that. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, and and so standing
0: uh, on a stool with an electric guitar. Ah, yeah. ah. so like a
2: Romanian. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. Uh,
1: uh he however does look oh, perfect for TikTok. You know, this guy's mm-hmm. they're going for that super modern feel, super modern look too.
2: I mean, when when I think about it in that way though, I think of like I don't feel hate. And we know how that went. Oh no. I I, I don't know. I'm 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 concerned. It's it's gonna be uh uh very in your face, rap in Dutch. It just—it seems like it could be a tough sell. Is all I'm saying. uh I want to—I want to note though, Danny, you mentioned the like the videos that they put out were like announcing the artists and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed how, especially for like the little tiny announcement blurb type things, they've been using the very beginning of "Tattoo" as yes. like the little music. The, yeah. 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 It's perfect.
0: It really is.
2: It's perfect for that. I, I love <laughs> okay. that that's yeah. a thing this year. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, Next one we have down the line. We knew that Slovenia was going to be announcing their act, and rumors, like we said, had been swirling that they were going to be picking Raven, and it is Raven. Uh, We also know that her song title will be Veronica, based on the story of Veronica of Desenice, who was a noble woman back in, like, the 15th century who... Her story is somewhat a mix of, you know, uh, star-crossed lover meets vampire rumors and witchcraft, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We'll get the song on January twentieth, but I am I for one am thrilled to see Raven finally get her shot at this. She uh, she's performed at three Slovenian national finals, coming in I want to say second twice and third once, or second once and third twice. She's been up there.
2: Amazing songs
1: every time. Has has Raven come up on the podcast before? Like long ago? Would there be a reason? Because mm-hmm. it's familiar.
2: I'm I mean, not sure.
0: Maybe. Um, I think maybe last year, because they normally go for national finals, and last year was really the first time that they ever had opted for an internal. Maybe mm-hmm. we had mentioned her as sort of, oh, that could be an interesting name for them to pick from. Uh, the, I don't know if we've gone in depth into Slovenian national finals in the past. I don't know if maybe she was a selection for a second chance contest. Maybe she would have come up there.
1: Oh, I think that I think that's probably where I recognize the name from, actually. Yeah, yeah, from the from the second chances. Anyway, yeah. I've got high hopes for Slovenia this year. Uh, I mean... <laughs> she is she is very accomplished, and she uh, you can easily find a lot of her performances uh, uh, on YouTube uh, just from uh, competing in the in Slovenia's. What is it? The the competition to go to Eurovision. It's
0: the national final. E- uh, EMA, EMA is what they. That's use. right. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's, it's Slovenia. It is you who is deciding. Um, <laughs> big fan, big fan of France. Uh, but uh, yes, what? so her her vibe is that's the, the the French national final is you know the past couple of times they've done oh, it is in France. It is you who is DC deciding. Day. Yeah. It is you who is deciding. Um, yes. Anyway, Slovenia. This vibe, uh, Ravens' vibe is like, um, uh, very uh electro pop but not of the poppy variety how to describe this it's like dark, dark electro pop like, yeah dark mm-hmm. electro pop more of a moody electronica style once again like super modern and she can obviously uh support her voice on stage mm-hmm. which is why do I have to worry about this at a song contest? Why do I have to uh, constantly worry about people being able to actually oh, sing and support their voice?
0: Uh, because we watched for- the Czech National Finals. Uh, it was rough. <laughs> I was going
1: to say, because we'll be talking about Albania later in the program.
2: <laughs> that too. So, uh, one of her more recent uh, music projects, uh, this is Raven, uh, was uh, called Doloroso, which, er, which was a mix of electropop and classic arias uh from That's right yeah. from noted operas. Yeah. so so uh <laughs> you know like the fifth element
1: yeah i was gonna say did uh, she just do the lucia de Lammermoor from fifth element yeah yeah okay.
2: <laughs> great
0: i mean she she is a trained mezzo soprano i believe she's also a trained harpist like this is a woman with you know kind of fingers in many different musical genres and trained harp there. seal Ar- <laughs> god. oh god insert euro club joke here i'm sorry this is terrible so bland.
1: I'm always very glad when an artist decides to create the kind of music that 40 years ago people thought we would be listening to now. Like, I always appreciate that. Like, they think we're just going to be listening to, you know, synth boops and people chewing on aluminum foil. Big fan.
2: Big fan. Go crazy. Go nuts. While uh, while we're here uh, and talking about this, I will also note that in the last couple of years... She has appeared in the Slovenian National Theatre Opera uh, in Ljubljana. She was in Orpheus in the Underworld and was in Eugene Onegin uh, mm. as well. And that's just in the last uh, year or two. So she's she's been busy uh, with the with the opera side of the opera pop, the popra, as it were. That uh, that now she's uh, coming back to this. I, I'm curious to see just where the blend is you know like where's where's yeah. the line here because she's of got her, three minutes to work with yeah.
0: so. i mean none of her national final entries have been particularly operatic in style no not mm-hmm. at all but you could tell that you know she's got the education like the breath control and that kind of support that kind of comes into it so oh, even if support. she's not necessarily using you know <laughs> coloratura or whatever you want to call it you know, yeah you can't still, wait for her to
1: perform eat. not even be miked they try to hook her up with one of the packs and she's just like, I do not need.
2: Stand back.
0: (laughs) Raven is coming.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else we
0: got? Yeah. Uh, Well, we have our songs released in Spain. The packet of songs for Benidorm this year are are unleashed officially. Uh, Danny, I've heard that you have thoughts and opinions.
1: We sure do. Um, I'm using the royal we in this case. Um, So we're going to be watching... (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm good i've decided to pay attention to betty dorm this year uh because if there's one thing that i love it's hitching my wagon to a horse that cannot win um so i have have, wow well no one's gonna give no one's willing to give spain a chance anymore it's it's really sad um so slow-mo
0: just came in slow-mo came in there two years
1: look i know that was an anomaly i will say it was speaking of slow-mo that is, as someone who has taken a look at all of the songs that are on the lineup for Benidorm, um, it is very much a slow-mo kind of year. That is that is what everyone is sending. Everyone is sending something that is... Uh, like, Spain's uh, pop music feel for this Benidorm seems extremely sweet and adjacent. Like, it is uh, very, very well produced. It sounds like the sort of reggaeton or just, like, Latin pop that you would find on our radio stations, except for one song. And it's the song that it feels like there's the most buzz about. I will say of the more conventional ones, there's one called Caliente that I think is just very super straightforward and easy to latch onto that I think could do extremely well at the contest. But there is this one song called Dos Extranos that is way more laid back and just... Sticks out like a sore thumb from this sea of extremely well-produced, extremely damnable, like, balearic beat tracks. So, if, if there is one that I'm going to be paying attention to that I think everyone else should pay attention to, it is uh, Saint Pedro is the artist. The song is Dos Extranos.
2: It sounds super unique. I am... Uh... I'm pretty underwhelmed by Benadorm, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. I uh yeah, there's it, there, it is, a, there is a there is a pronounced homogeneity to the songs. Yeah. Uh,
1: we can admit that, but it, they are it, all bugs. Yeah,
2: us. like I checked these I checked these out and then I went back to the SDL lineup, which continues oh, yeah. to be amazing to me. Yeah I, I love SDL <laughs> this year so much. Uh I'm 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 really getting into the weird one.
0: <laughs> yeah, There's always know, one.
2: There's you know, always one. You know the one. It's really weird and I think it has a good shot, which is also good. Mm. We love a weirdo with the contest.
0: Speaking of weirdos of the contest, we have yes, word from Croatia. Croatia time. <laughs> yeah. We've got that we've got the list for Dora. We've got the list for national finalists. We don't have the songs, we have titles, but we don't have the actual songs. A couple of familiar names in there. Most notably Damir Kedzo, who we were supposed to have seen in 2020.
1: What was what you, was what was their
0: song? viedre
2: it was a song I don't know <laughs> I'm sure I'll recognize it I'm not sure that you will
1: oh no <laughs> okay okay
2: but yeah let three's back
0: let, let three you're trying back. to go I, back yeah
2: I I love that they're like this was fun we would like to do <laughs> it again what do they uh, come in sixth fifth like no. I mean with the with At the Europe public vision?
0: vote they with the public vote they did very very well in the final
2: extremely. Yeah. We forgot to show our balls. We need to go back.
1: <laughs> we forgot to whip it out.
2: Yeah. Uh, so we've got that to look forward to. Do you do you think that Croatia is, is likely to send them again?
0: I feel like it, if the public have any say, because I feel like the public went nuts for them. It really depends on is it a public vote? Is it a jury vote? Is it a bit of both? Is it? Uh, I, I think that they should do fine. Depending on what the song is. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if we're like, uh well, you know, let's send somebody else. We haven't heard the songs. So there could be an absolute dazzler in there. We don't know. Or, you know, the Croatian public just might want to troll again. We don't know. Okay. okay. Who knows? That's me and my diplomatic butt, you know, <laughs> that I'm showing to the whole world as if I were a member of Let Three.
1: Of Let Three, yes. Yeah
0: anyway uh, in more internal news for Malma we have a branding concept unveiled we know that the whole United by music tagline is going to be carried through uh, for you know the foreseeable future but each country will still put their branding stamp uh, on a contest to give it its own on individual spin uh, so the Eurovision lights uh, branding visual motif has been uh, has been unleashed sort of a gradient of colors uh, obviously this is a Audio podcast, so we're not really doing much to help you right now. But yeah, l- look it up; it's fine. Uh, we got word that the Eurovision Village in Malmo will be near Fulkets Park, sort of south of the central, you know, downtown area, not too far from train line. It's it's very you know centrally located. Um, those of you who were in Malmo back in 2013 uh, would remember the Euro Cafe. Uh, it's in that basically that same that same park area. And a call for volunteers is currently open. And finally we have our semi-final draw officially dated for the 30th of January. So we'll know the pots and the semi-finals and all that good stuff of who is performing on what day and in which half of which semi-final. So yeah, stuff keeps I've, rolling on.
2: I've noticed that the, in addition to the uh, Euro club or the Euro village, I guess mm-hmm. we don't know about Euro club yet. Um, Near there is going to be they've 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 dubbed Eurovision Street, mm. uh, which is one of my favorite songs by The Cure.
1: And, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And uh haven't quite explained what this is, uh, but probably just more Eurovillage type stuff uh, and places where you can go to get your merch and, and celebrate and enjoy the music. I mean, we basically lived on Eurovision Street in Liverpool when we were there. Yeah, you, you, you could hear the like the outdoor speakers just blasting rise like a phoenix every hour or so. Uh, when we were there, which was cool, uh, I guess. I'm I'm curious to see what that will entail. Uh, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm.
0: Well, we will see. All right, any other news we want to cover before we roll on to our main topic of the show? Don't
2: yeah, I need about. to complain about no, we're good.
0: all right well like we said albania's national final one of the first big big names uh in terms of our our calendar is scheduled for december 19th with the finale on the 22nd so it's coming up uh you will probably know who's won it by the time you're hearing this show uh this is a 60 second running of Festival cungus but god yeah so this is way way preceded albania's participation at eurovision
1: i was gonna say besides san remo Is there anything that comes close to that?
0: In terms of, I mean, Melody Festival has been going on for quite a long time.
1: It has, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, But in terms of something that basically preceded any Eurovision connection, it's Uh basically these two. It's uh, held in the uh, Congressional Palace, which is not actually like a a government (laughs) building. It used to be. (laughs) Uh, but it's it's just a, a conference center and theater space at this point. It's been uh, at the same spot since 1989, except for the open air contest that was held in 2020. It's about the same size as the Ariston Arena or the Ariston Theater in San Remo, about 2,000 or so capacity. So it's not a huge space, but much like San Remo, they gussy it up and make it feel a lot more grand and lavish and lush than you would expect for a 2,000 seat venue. Uh, this year we know that a jury will select the overall winner of Festival de but a public vote will send uh one act to Malma. So it's very similar to the setup last year. Still hate it. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It just it just seems weird to me that that there's a winner and then there's a winner. I I don't know. It's dumb. <sighs> Sorry. Also, I, I was I was curious, uh on the uh, on the exact timing of some of these very old contests. Yeah, the first Vicmas uh was in nineteen sixty two. The first Melfest was in nineteen fifty nine. Mm,
0: which is which just.
2: is older older than I thought it was, if I'm being honest. But
0: anyway, this year's contest, a 31 acts overall, it's a blend of newcomers and established acts, a lot of eyes, including I think ours, are on El Salila, who was last year's winner of the overall contest. Uh, with evita but she did not get the ticket to liverpool because she didn't win that public vote so we'll see if that happens again (laughs) we'll see what the songs are they don't release the songs this year uh, until we hear them on the stage so we have no idea what these songs sounds like at this at this point
3: you still get them relatively early compared to everything else though yeah oh yeah just have to hold out for december (laughs)
0: There were there were a couple of years that they would release the songs a couple of weeks beforehand, but no, it's, it, there is a, a novelty and sort of a, you get to unwrap your presents on Christmas Day rather than, you know, peeping under the tree beforehand. So delayed gratification. But, we get our two marshmallows this time instead of just the one.
3: So there's always been this running joke, and maybe you can remind me of this being kind of when the Eurovision season officially starts, because we're actually getting music. And I, I feel like in the last couple of years we've gotten a lot of songs even before this. Was this typically like the first Eurovision song we would get every year until recently or I
0: and mean, obviously we have countries announcing their singers or the names of their songs beforehand, but I feel I'm like I'm not sure if it's just the fact that it's the end of the year and the holiday season that there's just something a little bit special about Festival of yeah.
2: I, I feel like for most of the years that I've been following the contest, it has been the first. And yeah, things are just getting earlier and earlier. I don't like yeah.
0: it. I mean, Ukraine was really like early anything. last year. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking
2: of early things, uh, I, I have learned some crazy facts about the early years of Festivali Kungas that I'd like to share, if you don't mind.
0: Please do. Are these, go- yeah, are I, these going
2: in the Statmotron? No.
1: Are we going to have a Fikmas Statmotron? Fic-Mess-
2: no. Good God. My God. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so communism... Uh, yeah. Was the was the name of the game in the uh, in the early years of of the contest, and there were very strict rules about the style of music that could be performed. There's a Sean, a, a loosely called light music, that is basically somewhere between like classical and easy listening. That was the only thing you could perform in the early years of Fikmes. Then we get to the '70s and uh, Enver H- Hosha.
0: Hoxha.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real classy guy. Uh, there, that Enver Hoxha. Not really. They went on a, a censorship spree, basically, uh, saying we need to get rid of the things that are corrupting the youth uh, and and things like that. And that led to the FICMIS organizers to be prosecuted for uh, being, and I quote, enemies of the public.
0: Yeah. That was specifically for the 11th contest back in 1972. Yeah, which has uh, kind of gone down in in infamy. Uh, unfortunately, people people died. Honestly, not wait, to, to find a point on it. Yeah, people people were people were prosecuted. Some were murdered, whether by the state or or otherwise. But yeah, deaths deaths can be pointed to some of the organizers. At, you oh, know, Lordy at, Lou. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was heavy.
2: Mm-hmm. So that, and then in subsequent years, there was a lot of censorship, a whole lot of control over. What what you could sing, what you could wear, what, you know, just anything that could be seen as like harmful to the youth or harmful to the public for being, uh, I don't know, cool and interesting Uh, had to be tossed out the window, perhaps literally. And uh, then Hoaxhia died in the 80s and very quickly uh, things got a little bit less weird. And uh, now here we are.
0: Guys, guys, stop press. I'm what? sorry, I just, I, I literally have just received a message uh, through Discord. Um, yeah, this seems, oh, this appears to be What's legit. Uh, it's what? Eurovision.tv. Eurovision.tv. The BBC have announced during the live final of Strictly Come Dancing that Ali Alexander, best known as the lead (gasps) singer of years and years, will represent the United Kingdom in 2024. Yep, yep. No details have surfaced about about the song yet. It'll only be released some point next year.
1: Uh, My first reaction is, I can't wait for us to return to Ali Alexander's birth town of Harrogate. Can you believe it? (laughs) Not he's a hero Not He is. He oh is. my god. Uh, so oh, Ollie this Alexander is amazing. Is, uh he's broken through in recent years to a couple of BBC programs. He has so he's like many singers done a few forays as an actor, but he is like primarily the the front man of Years and Years, which is uh just a, a British kind of like pure pop band a dance pop band a very gay dance
2: pop band yeah oh they're so um, yeah, good that's yeah <laughs> they years are they're uh, so good
1: yeah uh oh, man he's, uh, it's the kind of music that is sort of like he'll have no problem releasing a three minute fantastic danceable memorable pop song hopefully hopefully we've seen greater artists be suffocated by the strictures of the contest but We'll see. I'm very happy.
2: Uh, I D- very happy. Danny, I, I got a quote here that I, I, I think we should share. Uh, it says, um, as a young boy, I always look forward to this incredible event of unbridled joy, the wonderfully chaotic mix of musical styles, theatrical performances, heartfelt emotion and humor. I really can't believe I'm going to be a part of such a, spe- such a special legacy and fly the flag for the UK in the gayest way possible. It yes! shall be an honor.
0: Yes! All right. So Good. So needless to say, this is going up directly against Belgium.
2: Oh, yeah. I suppose yeah. Ollie
0: and Musty, like that's oh. that's. The, I mean, I can't. He's a, I cannot he's wait a big. To hear this.
2: He's a big star. This this is a great choice. Well, <laughs> Oli is a massive, phenomenal massive, yeah. choice. <laughs> this is so good. Oh wow! Like,
1: I remember. I remember a couple of years ago we did. Uh, a, we did a show all about the UK and all about the disappointments that the UK has brought upon us. This was back in like 2018. Even we talked about like who we would like to send to the contest. And I remember I said George Ezra and then, uh, you know, Sam went into a whole hole there because anytime you mention anyone, uh, Sam has uh, the Eurovision roster on them. But this is like before I was even listening to Years and Years a lot. So, like, I'll go back and, and retrofit that so that I can be right.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, granted, That's by right, everyone, log airs, on to yeah.
1: Redbubble and get your Danny was right T-shirts, right? <laughs> Right next to the Eric was wrong shirts.
3: <laughs> this
4: is
2: Can't amazing. wait. Yeah, get your Eric Was Wrong shirts, by the way. They're great for the whole family for the holiday. I, I, I want to be approached by a random stranger wearing an Eric was wrong shirt in Malma. Let's make this happen. I want to see it.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um uh can we can we just keep talking about thickness here or is that even possible at this no. point? Shall we no? uh, remind no? me
2: again uh. what fickness is?
1: Britain no. is the only country Where, that celebrates. Is that
2: Ali right? Alexander's song? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just put a couple of extra, you know, dots over the E's in his name, and yeah, sure. Uli, Uli's sure. Uli's Uli, render,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's already got an X oh. in there, so that's, that's that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, back in yeah. the seventies, a bunch of people died. Um, <laughs> oh come on! All right, all right, all right, all and right.
3: Then, and and oh, then
2: it that was Hosha, Hosha died <laughs> no. in the eighties, and it got better. Uh, in a lot of ways including including our beloved uh of Kungis becoming more uh you know good and more open un- more, yeah, un- more unrestricted more and all of that um yeah and uh and now here we are um so Sam
1: since Albania joined Eurovision in 2006 has fickmes always Oh, su- uh, no, 2000 yeah since Albania joined the contest in two thousand four, has Fikmas always been sort of the selector for what goes?
0: It has been, yeah, it has been. What about Intervision? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I know. Were they
1: big Intervision folks? I always, I'm always know. curious as to what happened behind the wall.
0: I mean, oh man, I don't even know who you know if <laughs> Albania was an in Intervision at all. I that's a really done, good one.
2: Did Turkvision a time or two?
0: Yeah, they, oh, yeah, they right. yeah they did do Turkvision. They did do Turkvision. Um. Let me actually double check this. Like the Intervision Song Contest. Let's see if there was any. Looks uh, like no. It looks like no. no. Yeah. They
1: they were not in it.
0: They were just. They were chosen by the party. Well, they were just so sealed off. I mean, Albania for a very, very long time was just completely this hermit kingdom of Europe. Mm -hmm. That's true. You you know
2: who did compete in in Intervision? Cuba. Oh
0: yeah, that makes sense.
2: Cuba. Wow. That's wild. And Canada. The Australia Canada. Of, of Intervision. Yeah. <laughs> uh wow. Uh, what a what a thing Intervision yeah. was. Uh what else besides Albania can we talk about in our Albania <laughs> show? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, I
1: well, was going to say, Turkvision yeah. makes sense for for some of the uh for some it of does. this overlap to happen, though, because there's a ton of songs when you go back and look at what even Albania has sent, you know, since they were in Eurovision, where it's like I, I can kind of see how everything is sort of blending over in that corner of the of the Mediterranean.
0: I mean, it should be noted that when they debuted at Eurovision, it was the contest that was held in Istanbul, so ah. it may have been yeah. So Doom Tech Tech. I year? don't know. Uh no, no, no. Uh, that would have been um um
1: oh that's too late. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, uh, oh, the no it was it was the ska act. It oh, was the no. um it was uh yeah. for real Athena that year uh. from Turkey. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, uh but yeah, The the especially those early years, they did kind of skew more towards that poppy Mediterranean dance that was you know frankly very popular in Eurovision during the time if you look at the songs that were winning around that time it was wild dances in every way that I can and my number one where that sunny med pop was not unheard of um so around 2007 they started going into more of the direction of you know they had a couple more more ballads you know hear my plea and Zemin Islamicpang and now it's now it's over the last couple of years Albania has had sort of a Sort of the reputation of having, you know, big voice ballads, generally sung by women. It's the interesting how, yep. yeah, the Balkan, yeah, the Balkan ballads, but banging Balkan ballads,
1: banging Balkan ballads for sure.
0: Yeah, but they have done a lot more than just that, and I think when we kind of get into our top songs from Albania, that might be evident. Now, Fitness uh, runs
1: for three days. They have
0: uh four.
1: Three, oh, that's right. Three semifinals and then the big final.
0: Not not quite, actually. They do nope. two semifinals. This year, anyway. It changes year by year. But this year, it's okay. two semifinals and then one nostalgia night, which is kind of oh, similar to what they yeah, do at right. San Remo, where they have everybody just coming in and doing a showcase of, here's some of my favorite old classics. Is it mostly Albanian songs? Yeah. Or do they just play like
1: Sweet Caroline three times in a row?
0: Yeah, but it's Caroline spelled with a K, and there's an X yeah, okay. and an X in yeah, there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: No, it's it's mostly Albanian favorites. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Albanian favorites like Bibi Rexa.
0: <laughs> I knew it. Yeah.
2: All the others. Du-
0: du- it's all Dua Lipa all the time.
2: I'm. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Can,
2: can you be. imagine if if Dua Lipa showed up at at a thickness, either like not even as a competitor, but also as a competitor, uh would be. You mean like if she was just in the audience? Or yeah, yeah. Just or I just came and much. took the whole thing down. Just Future nostalgia at Euro- at Eurovision. Let's make this happen.
1: Well, that's cute though. I, I, I would, like I would go nuts. little nostalgia night. Is that like after they do the three semifinals and then you know a fun night?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a similar vibe to like I said to Sanremo where they do the the retro duets night. And things like that. So Do they know the
1: results the night of, or is it like on Nostalgia Night they have all the results in?
0: I think I've read that they will have on Nostalgia Night, they will announce who the finalists are going to be. Because I think that gotcha. they're going to kind of chop a certain number and then we'll know on the Friday, you know, who, who the rundown is.
1: You know, I like that format.
0: That's nice. Yeah. Keeps you engaged. Mm-hmm and it's not going to be a Sanremo night where you have, you know, all 27 or 31 songs in one massive marathon, 8 hours well, I worth. was Looking
1: at the list and I was like it's still an extensive. It, 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 they like they, they got to keep things do three moving. Nights to like... Really narrow it down. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, they keep it moving. What's the what's the number of performers this year at Ficmis? 31. Oh, 30. All right, it's 31. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah, um, so we kind of mentioned in the last episode that Kosovo has been kind of circling the waters a little bit of of trying to get into Eurovision. There are there are issues why that isn't happening at least at this point, um, mostly Serbia being one of them. Um, but there has been Kosovo representation at at Festival in the past. They've competed a number of times, and even in, uh, even have won a few. Um, including three uh, Eurovision acts. So Ronanich Liu is from Kosovo. Lindy Halimi, who now lives in Atlanta, but she's originally from Kosovo. And Albania, uh, Albina and the Kelmendi family are also Kosovar as well. But earlier this year, Kosovo broadcaster RTK launched their own contest, which is confusingly also known as Festo Eliakungas. <laughs> Why? Because it just means song festival. I it's, it's like the RTK broadcaster song festival. Fine. as opposed to the RTSH song festival so
2: yeah, Sam you're forgetting a, an important Kosovar Albanian Eurovision star I think ooh the one and I only missing? the only one and only John's tears
0: of course wait okay. really yeah yeah I didn't know yeah
2: he's he's from Switzerland but his his he's ethnically Kosovar Albanian
0: is
1: that why he's good John yeah. Yes yes. He's from Kosovo. I'm so oh, I, I had no idea.
2: On the topic of Kosovo, uh, I just want to mention we uh, there was also a recent discussion about the uh, Kosovo ficmas, Uh There's isn't Fikmis, but we're calling it that anyway. I guess okay. uh, the Kosovo Song Festival uh, on the latest uh, episode of Eurovision Wars. Oh, uh, and right I right. and I know this because I was on it because you were on it. Yeah, uh, hey. with, shout out to a uh, good good friend of the show, Phil. Uh, dora is is uh uh wrapping up the show for now ran out of wars to discuss which i is good in a way uh but really really fun show and we talked a little bit about kosovo and their kind of their kind of place in in the the ebu world and things like that and there there are some things that are definitely obstacles for them uh serbia not wanting them to be there is is a big one uh but i will note that as of this year, there is a, I think it's its not like a treaty exactly, but a, a, a strong verbal agreement and understanding that those two nations are working towards normalization. That's uh, awesome. Uh, I don't think that that includes recognize, Serbia recognizing them as a state. Uh, no country has has newly recognized Kosovo as a country in over three years. Uh, so it's still only about half the world. but. Uh I think their presence could I I don't think it's imminent, but I, I think that the, the pieces are starting to come together a little bit more than you might think. And that and that we we might start we might see them in the not too distant future. Um they are not a full member of the EBU, uh, which is an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh and another part of that is uh to be in the ebu you have to be part of the international broadcasting union or whatever it is and in order to, and in order to be part of that uh you have to be part of the un oh. which uh, kosovo is also not so there are yeah there are s- some issues there but you know they let australia in so it it, it kind of seems like these are these there are exceptions that could be made here, conceivably. These aren't necessarily all complete roadblocks for them. Um I, I, I think we will eventually see them in. Why don't we uh well uh let's quickly go through. Uh we we've we've picked our top five, our favorite Albanian Eurovision entries. And why don't we go around? Uh Sam, let's start with you this time. Um what's your what's your fifth favorite Albanian song?
0: Um, I
2: is it Dua Lipa?
0: I mean, when is it not truly? No, uh, in this case, I gave my my one point, my fifth place to Kteo Yonita Malici from 2019. Uh, it, it, probably my favorite of the what, what do we say the, the the badass Balkan banger well, the, banger ballad banger ballad yeah bang,
2: bang, yeah big uh, badass
0: uh, Balkan yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I gave it to, to Yonita in terms of both, you know, sentiment and message, and just vocal quality. I thought the song was absolutely beautiful, performed stellar. Uh, that dress is a work of art. I yeah, so that was that was worth one a point for me. So, well,
1: oh, Derek's here.
3: I'm thoroughly going to enjoy butchering every single one of these names.
2: Oh, I know. There's <laughs> no <up>. way. <laughs>
3: And I'm going to start by reaching all the way back to 2008's Olta Boca Zemreni
1: Lame Pang. <laughs> that, is actually, that is actually my favorite order uh, at a Thai restaurant. It sounds like <laughs> Thai food.
2: <laughs> Love a good Lame Pang.
1: Go sort on. Back in go the, on. Go
3: on. Sort of back in the old ethnic pop dance craze of that era, I still think uh, they came out swinging pretty well. I think 2004, they had a. Uh, pretty good. Was it, was their result then? I think seventh. Their first yeah. time out, seventh yeah, place okay. in their I debut. Was like top yeah. ten. I noticed. I, I didn't remember the exact number, but I mean that's pretty solidly considering. Um, I just out of curiosity, were they like super into Eurovision before they got into Eurovision, or is it something that kind of grew over time?
0: I'm not exactly sure. Um, one they actually... were
2: allowed to be, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it for real. Like, I I imagine there was a period where that was absolutely no go in the country of Albania right yeah
3: but I mean debuting in 2004 I would imagine it and to come out swinging like that I feel like they they had a good sense of what they were doing plus they had all the years so anyway that's mm-hmm. my Ulta Boca number five
0: and it should be noted like she performed that really really nicely and really really solidly and she was so so young and she was doing that in Belgrade oh yeah so massive massive power to to her on that. So Way to represent. Yeah. Danny, what about you? What was your fifth place?
1: No, Albania is a smaller country, so I don't want to beat up on them too much, but I was... It is simply by virtue of the way the contest sounded prior to I'm gonna say 2013, that is just so cheesy and almost unlistenable to me. Uh, this goes for like every country, just basically every country. Um, but um uh, reaching not too far back uh my number five my one point will go to world by lindita not too bad not too bad at all but uh i'll just be frank finding five that i really really love um was was tough here Hmm. the the problem is that we can't go back to like if Albania had been in the contest since like the 70s or the 80s I'm sure there would have been something from the 80s or the 90s or the early 2000s you know all the things that play on Cities 97 um, (laughs) that I that I would have that I would have really liked but unfortunately uh, Albania doesn't have that virtue so my number five Lindita world
0: and fun fact about her she's probably one of very very few Eurovision acts you know along like Celine Dion and such to have appeared on the cover of People magazine here in the US for real yeah, why massive why? weight loss? What she was on? She oh, was on the cover of it. one of those half her size issues. Oh, that supposedly, weird. like she, huh. she was, you know, she she kicked her her literal button to gear. And was
1: she wearing the big pants?
0: I think she may have been. Nice. It was
1: the two thousands. Everyone was wearing the big pants. The
0: big pants. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, uh, Eric, what's your
2: what's your uh, so it's. <laughs> I really told myself, like, you should try and and include something from before you were following the contest, or at least consider it, because I feel feel like I never do when we do these Uh countdowns. Um, uh, There were a lot of the, like, ethno-pop bangers that I I kind of enjoyed, and so I just thought, okay, fifth place is just going to be the best one of those. Uh, And the one I think I enjoyed the most was Tomorrow I Go by latina cello perhaps Mm -hmm. Uh, a latina cello is (laughs) uh i had a delicious limoncello in uh in italy anyway i'm out of jokes uh this one's this one's nice uh it was um you know they they auto qualified to the uh to the final because of how it worked in those days Uh, and it finished 16th which was a little bit of a disappointment, I guess. But uh, I, I like this one. It, it has that same vibe that like you're my number one and every way that I can. And those have uh, because those were all the rage in 2003 to 2005. Uh, so that's my number five.
0: Sam, back to you. Uh, my number four, I'd uh, give it to one that's slightly before I started attending in person. This one goes to It's All About You by Yuliana Pasha from 2010. Uh, in that sort of very straightforward dance floor filler, but not like super super fluffy pop. It's a lot more, you know, clubby, kind of disco-y. Uh even though the song is actually uh he, he's, she's actually singing about Jesus. Uh but you know, oh one of
2: those. Okay. Yeah. Uh
0: those? but it, <laughs> yeah. So I mean it's it's a thinly veiled religious song, but it's it's easily also enjoyable as a straightforward uh pop love song. But it's it just it just felt good. It was just so much fun and, and uplifting and just danceable and you, you just can't help but get into it. So, yeah, I uh, it's all about you from Yuliana Posh in 2010.
3: I kind of wanted to pick that one except for the secret Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of annoys me.
0: Secret Jesus.
3: Some covert Jesus. We're slipping some Jesus into your... <laughs> What's behind door number
1: two, it's
0: Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, All right. Derek, what, what is your number four then?
3: Number four, we're just gonna jump right into Among Us and say my number four is 2012. Rona Nishliu, sus.
1: Yes,
3: I know this one is very divisive, and I'm on it the side is. that thinks it's an incredible performance. Uh I mean, just watching her perform it live, there's like raw emotion on display. Well, in her hair bowl? That too. So anyway, yeah, uh, I, I think I, I quite liked Davida last year too. Um, I feel like it's along the same lines. I hope I hope they'll get the courage to send something like this again. It did well enough for them.
1: So we'll see. Danny. Uh, number four is probably where I would have put Secret if Secret had not been such a catastrophe on stage. Uh, Eurovision singers, please, uh, breathe. Uh, instead four is, this is where I'm putting Duye, uh, Albina and company. Uh, we've said a lot. If you're a recent listener to the podcast, we we've said a lot about this, about how it's, you know, you can't help but respect this song. Seeing the whole family on stage performing. This is, is really nice. This is a classic, powerful, powerful Balkan banging ballad. Another, another proud installment here. There's a, there's a lot to love here.
2: Number four is where I put uh, Ktheutokes. K- ju- de- int- right, Ktheutokes. で- <laughs> de-
0: to- que- I think it is
2: Ktheutokes. De- que- this is really good. Of, of of the more recent Balkan ballady type things, this is definitely my favorite. I gave some consideration to Albina and the Family Stone uh, as well, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is good. Fun fact: I just learned uh, Albania has been in the contests, or I've uh, been in the uh, the final eleven times. Uh, They finished exactly, yeah, they finished exactly 17th four of those times. (laughs) And twice in 16th. Consistency, uh,
0: you know. It's
2: amazing to me that Seuss, uh, which I will say now is not on my list, uh, is their best result ever.
1: Oh, my God. That's, that is not really surprising to, to me. S- I, I,
2: you know, I, 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 I re-listened. It. I re- the first time I heard it, I was horrified. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, when, when I when I listened to it more and recently, the second time I listened to it, I was also horrified. Was like, I, no, no, no. I, I was. I, I, I'm coming around a little bit. I think. Uh, it's it. It really is. It, the first time it just seemed just yelly mm-hmm. and and weird. Because uh, it is, but it it and it is, but but it it really is quite a performance. Uh, when you come down to it. But anyway, that's not the song I picked. The one I picked is uh, Sam, yeah. what's your third? Uh,
0: third place for me, uh, this I, I I gave to a bit of an underdog. I am not going to be shocked if I'm the only one to pick this. Uh, I gave it to Aurela Gache, Feel the Passion from 2011. Uh, talk about hmm. the powerhouse female vocals, like passion to the nth degree, like just coming out of her pores, just absolutely serving it, the fires and and just the, the, the pyrotechnics of it. I, I fully recognize that a lot of this is probably just coming from my own personal experience. I was, that was my first contest. I had interviewed her. She was the one of the first people I ever actually spoke to. I was in the front row for that semifinal and I could still feel the pyrotechnics. Like I I'm surprised I had eyebrows after that was over. And so uh, memory for me is always going to be very, very close with this one. But in terms of a song that I, I always get swept up in and just kind of feel lifted, and even though I normally don't like songs about themselves, this somehow breaks out of that for me. I, I don't mm-hmm. normally go for the self-referential, but it's 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 inviting in a very very terrifying way. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, my three points go to "Feel the Passion."
3: I'm disappointed in all of you. Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. My number three. Uh, boy, one. Oh, boy. Here's another fun
1: one. Have you listened Seuss again at number three? Is that possible?
3: Can I do that? <laughs> uh it's 2021's Excella Peristeri's Karma. Yeah, mm. and I was thinking back of our original conversation about this, and the thing that had struck me is it uh, the way it deals with guilt as a theme, and I think it it really is conveyed even if you don't understand the lyrics. I really kind of felt that sense of weight, like you that heaviness, and I I just you know not a good feeling necessarily, but I think when a song is successful in that regard, it's uh, it stands out. I
1: I quite enjoy this one, Danielson. Uh, number three. This is where I am putting the original Albanian language version of "Fall from the Sky." Shaj, uh, shy, shy. I believe is how it should be pronounced. Shy, yeah. Oh, it's shy. Yes. Okay. I, I, I think it goes without saying that the original Albanian language version is superior in a way that just feels uh, it, a. It feels a little bit more comfortable for her, and b. It lacks some of the. You know, what we always talk on the program about the. Occasional slight clunkiness of translation into English. There's something, a uh, sort of intangibly more immediate about about the the native Albanian in the version. I will also note that this is a, uh, a, uh, 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 what's his name, Darko Drankovic or whatever, it was. Darko Dimitrov. This is a Darko Dimitrov yeah. joint uh, who also wrote. <laughs> IQ uh, is Lost and Found, which I'll never stop talking about, and also did Loco Loco. Like Darko Dimitrov has done a bunch of wild stuff for everyone in the Balkans. Um, so can't wait to see what he's coming up with next.
0: All right, Eric? Uh, for
2: my number three, I went with uh, uh, a song that's always been kind of a, a underrated one to me. Uh, And one of the few songs I can think of, maybe the only song I can think of, in which the artist sort of interacted with their own postcard, uh, which is uh, One Night's Anger by uh, Hersey from 2014. Uh, I just I like this one. It's it has a bit of like Evanescence energy to it. And uh, uh, she's a great singer. The version at Festivali Kungas was sung in Albanian and is definitely better than the one that was in English, which I think is (sighs) one of those one of those things that that happens. Um and uh but whatever, I I really enjoyed this and uh if you don't know what I'm talking about with the postcard, basically, uh in 2014, which mm-hmm. had the best postcards, by the way, they um they had to like do something creative to recreate their country's flag. And I don't remember what she did, but then the 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 post postcard- was get a tattoo. <laughs> was it? Yes, I thought it, I thought it wasn't a real tattoo though. It wasn't. Okay, well, okay, but, but like yeah, like getting to? a getting a tattoo of the big uh Albanian death eagle on the back. Uh and uh and then it c- the camera fades from that to showing her from behind and there's the tattoo. Ooh, it's cool. Uh anyway, she had the uh distinct misfortune of I think going second in the 1st semifinal, uh which is not uh not great. It's a death. And uh it did not qualify. But I I like the song. I like this one a lot.
0: All right. Uh, so my number two overall, uh, again, one that hasn't been mentioned yet. We've actually really been all over the place. I think we've only had one song that more than one of us has mentioned so well, far. It's because so I know what what's at number those... one
1: for everyone.
2: Yeah, I have a feeling these are going to converge at some point, but go yeah, on. Yeah, I have
0: a feeling. Uh, so yeah, my number my number two, I'm going to reach back to 2013 and give that to Identitet with Adrián Luguriai and Blade uh, uh, Arceco.
2: Thought about this one.
0: Yeah, uh, this was... The only thing that was a strike against it was it is a prog rock song that was fixed into a three minute window. That this if it had been given ten minutes and the full full um the full the full complement of what Eurovision Monty. can give to a staging,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but given more time, this could have been absolutely epic. And again, just burn the house down with the fireworks and everything like that. It's Voyager did a, it. They did, they did. I was saying. Um, I know, and now I need to see a Voyager plus Adrian Logiura and Bladar Seiko, like, joint. Like, that has to happen. Um, It just, again, just stirring and immediate and badass and, you know, Bladar with the flames out of his guitar. That, unfortunately, he said he had planned if Bladar was allowed to have played his guitar live, he would have played it with his teeth during the solo. Yeah, but, be- but because it was canned, he's like, "Well, what's the point? I'm just oh, I'll just have flame it out of it instead. At least I'll, I'll give everybody something." Sure. So for me, it was just it, it's a very very Albanian patriotic national message, but it's still very very welcoming and very stirring, no matter who you are. So, Derek, what about you?
3: I, I mean, if you know me, you know where this is going. My number two, obviously. A brilliant entry. I is a shy shame, shamefully okay. pushed to the side. It's no, it's not shaj.
1: Shaj. Uh,
3: shaj was an early favorite of mine when I first started getting into the show, and that's 2015's Elida Donnie's I'm Alive, mm. which I know for a lot sure. of people don't really care for, but I quite liked it. I thought the staging was really impressive, and I thought her vocal performance some people called it screechy, but I think she was hitting notes that a lot of people would struggle with. um I mean, she's young at the time. It's been it's been eight years. Oh my god.
0: Oh my god. I'm no. kind
3: of curious. I haven't she's one of those artists I always thought, oh, give her a couple of years and she'll like really kind of polish that and really find a like a, a stronger kind of voice there. And I'm like, oh, I should follow up and see what she's been up to as of late. Unless she just was like, ah, screw music, I'm done.
1: This is where I put old Mrs. Cthulhu Tokes. Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, this is uh Malici, malici, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What what else is there to say? This is the uh this is the Balkan banger Nipplus Ultra in my opinion. It's good.
0: Yeah. It is good. Yeah.
1: It's real good. Good enough for number 2 for
2: me. Yeah. Eric, what about you? Fall from the sky. And I don't yeah. care which version yeah. it is. They're both really good. Yeah. Uh she's really good. I remember thinking that uh what was uh metana was the other big like yeah. favorite go- going into that everybody loved that it was an absolute banger it was so good uh and that's all true uh like that song was amazing if i could pick that that would be up there somewhere but then little Ari Lena shows up sings the absolute bejesus out of shy shaj whatever uh <laughs> and we think oh we might have a there might be a bit of competition here more than we realize. And, oh, wow. uh, Incredible performance in Albanian. I will say it was better that way, but fall from the sky was still outstanding. And I would have loved to have seen it actually performed, but alas, Uh, but that's where, that's where uh, I put that one. And gosh, I wonder what's going to happen with our number ones. Hmm. Is this going to be the uh, first time ever that we have all listed the exact same number one? I I bet it is.
0: I didn't realize you guys liked Jar of as much as I did. Uh, oh yeah. No, <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I I can only assume what you guys are doing, but I know for me, uh, yeah, top marks. It's tomorrow. Robin Sparkles.
1: Yeah. Let's go to the mall today. Yes, yeah. it's
0: <laughs> yeah. Genti Bush peppa. Honestly, it's it's unquestionable. It, as far, I mean, I. You don't want to assume. I I don't want to guilt anybody who isn't picking this as their number sure, one. Sure, sure. Um, honestly, when it comes to actual male vocal power on a Eurovision stage, I go back and forth whether it's Genti Peppa or Sam Ryder. Like for me, it is it is a coin flip about which of these two male voices would I prefer to listen to. And it, can we just get the two of them in a room together, please? Create a
2: singularity.
0: Oh. Sam Bush, Peppa, get get, get Ryder. I, Sam, but, Because
3: they're the same person.
0: I mean, oh. I haven't seen them in the same room at the same time. So
3: Sam Ryder is the Hannah Montana of the group with oh the wig.
4: God. Oh my god, it's with the wig, wig.
3: yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right, the wig so, too. So, so are all four of us picking? Derek, what do you what do you say about your number one? Whatever. It yeah, be. it's
3: them all.
1: It's okay. the mall. Song. Yeah,
0: it's,
2: yeah, it's the mall. It's the mall. Yeah. Eric, are Same you here. also the mall? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Uh for, for my money, uh, this is yeah. yeah th- this is the greatest male vocal in the history of the contest with with respect to Sam Ryder. Mm-hmm. I, I, I this, this is more powerful, honestly. Like it is uh,
1: impressive that that's his unreal. live per- his live performance is exactly studio quality. It's better. It is, is precise in tone. It is just as powerful. It is like he it, it, it's like Eurovision used the best take of 10, is is
2: what his performance mm-hmm. was like. It's mm-hmm. I, I mean, th- there are notes he hits live that aren't in the studio version. You go That's back true. to the studio version yeah. and it's underwhelming. <laughs> because yeah. it was because of how good it is live. Uh it he is one of the most unbelievable singers I've ever heard. Uh and it finished what like 11th thir- oh, 11th just the top 10,
0: just not outside. only that not only that if they had done the televote only semi-final it would not have qualified out of the semi-final ins- that's
2: psychotic yeah europe what are you doing this yeah. is this is absurd
1: i can live with maul being 11th because you know it was 10th that year no that's moldova's my lucky day
2: oh okay fair that that year okay. is preposterously stacked it's stacked that's
1: yes it's that's a good it's year. absolutely but absolutely still, stacked. still. That's, that's the year that eric's uh eric's viking boys came in ninth
2: yeah it is
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah when denmark had a song with impact i remember those days uh, can you believe all right
3: i mean what else can you say i think there are a couple of other male performances you guys are forgetting or a uh, purposefully ignoring but yeah one of the best like, of all but... time like rasmussen no, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's Were you at the press it's conference it's... where somebody straight up asked him, "Why do you guys sound terrible?"
1: <laughs> what? Oh no, what? <gasps> what? So, uh, question. Uh, Are you
2: considered being, being good? good? Yeah. <laughs> we need what? more of that. I think.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, okay. Well, on that note, Sam, tell them where they can <laughs>
0: tell us. Yeah, them I mean. <laughs> Let us know what were your favorites out of the Albanian history at Eurovision. Uh, what are what are some things that you either liked about this past and by the time you're listening to this podcast, past Festival Icungus? What are you looking forward to in the future, possibly from Albania or maybe even Kosovo? Let us know one two points USA on basically all the social medias you can think of. 12points from America at gmail.com. If you just want to direct us, uh, you know, send us some messages directly. Find us on Redbubble, find us on Patreon. We will see you on our next episode. Until then, everybody, I've been Samantha.
2: I've been Derek. I've been Eric.
0: And I've been Danny. And America. Stop, stop listening, with the listening now.
1: No. How are we going exactly to get back into thickness then? Who cares? <laughs> Let's talk more about okay. years and years. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay.